Rich Little's Robin Hood. Starring Rich Little as Groucho Marx. Carol Channing. Humphrey Bogart. Inspector Clouseau. John Wayne. Laurel and Hardy. And many, many more. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. And you are listening to TV Movie Night here in the myopic year of 2020. 2020. Yeah. They, everyone was like, they should do Barbara Walters. Who's they? Everybody. Wait, what does that mean? They should do Barbara Walters. They should do Barbara Walters. She should host, she should say, this, you know, when the ball drops, she should say, this is Barbara Walters, and it's 2020, and we all laugh. We all have a good giggle about it. Yeah. They showed a video package of it during the New Year's thing. I went to multiple bar trivias mm-hmm. where they are like, and in third place, this is Barbara Walters, and this is 2020, and everyone in the fucking bar, except for me, like you just, uh, you could just hear just dr- like a machine droning noise mm-hmm. as the camera pushes in on me. The color saturation yeah. leaves the frame, and everyone's like, "That's that's funny. It's funny because she said that on the show." Well, fi- she said that on the show. Fine, I'm. I'm. She said that. So- I'm sorry, I brought it up. Fifteen years ago. Jesus Christ! I'm okay, sorry. Okay, okay, boomer. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Where the fuck is Hugh Downs? That's what I want to know. Um, no one knows his name, and Hugh, no one, no yes, one yes, Hugh Downs. No one knows his name, and no one can do a Hugh Downs. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, he was on like an infomercial, infomercial. Do for, a like, Hugh Downs. He's like, all right, time for boner pills. <laughs> yeah, that's he, he that's doing, good actually. He's doing, he doing an infomercial for like uh, something the other day. It's like those uh, those ones with Larry King and his wife, or Regis. There's another one with Regis and his wife. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't follow the boner pill. It's not uh, bo- that one's not okay. boner pill. That one's like that one's like uh, calisthenics or yoga oh. or something like that. So that you could bone. So you can bone. It's just, all boning. We just have to imagine Regis boning. Yeah, holds the record for being uh, for appearing on television. <laughs> boning the most. The most. <laughs> yes, just drilling deep. <laughs> Guinness World Records. They did. They did an. Ex- Exhaustive. Uh, yeah, th- there's a, there was a lot of research. footage. Somehow, <laughs> one man just uh, he just stumbled out of a dark room and he's like, "It was Regis. Regis is bone the most." And then just he handed in his reg- yeah. resignation and the report at the same time uh, he, to he ex- Mr. Guinness himself. He just, that toucan that drinks a lot. He took a. He just had a long exhale and just turned to dust in front of everybody. <laughs> It was Regis. <sighs> and then uh, the toucan said, okay, printed, I guess. My goodness, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. That guy's dead. <laughs> All right. And then he just slugs back a big old a big old tall boy. A warm Guinness. Yeah, he's like, oh, God, it's always. Oh, it's tra- delicious. Oh, I, hate it. I hate it. Why? <laughs> why do we sell this? Why? Why do they force this poor bird to drink all this beer? He's had cirrhosis for years. It's funny. It's funny. (laughs) You're right. They try and set the glass on his beak. It's fine. Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. Wow, we're we're off to a roaring start (laughs) here in the year of 2020. We're just angry at each other, apparently. 
Andrew, I'm excited. Because then John Stossel, John Stossel's on like Fox, like uh, Fox News. Sure, but he used to be on 2020. Yeah, where it'd be like, you know, we hear a terrible story about some insurance scam, and then we cut to John Stossel is like, I mean, do we really need to give people government benefits? The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> It's like, uh, just sitting around doing nothing with only one leg because it was cut off in a thresher? I mean, give me a break. Yeah, that's uh, that's their argument. That's their argument. <laughs> that's they basically it. Go out and get a job, you one-legged son of a bitch. Yeah. Mark, I'm sorry to cut you off. How are you in the year of 2020? Doing great. Uh... This is Mark Gonzalez. And it's 2020. And it's 2020. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, I'm, I'm very excited. I think this is going to be the best year of our lives. I think this is going to be the last year of our lives. I was. Uh, oh, hell yeah. I was watching Terminator recently. And the first one. Yeah. And yeah. It's like Los Angeles 2029. And I was like, oh, how optimistic. We're not gonna make it nine yeah, more years. We're gonna we're all gonna laugh at that. It's like when you see old gas prices in movies. Yeah, you know, eight like, cents. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm thrilled. Yeah. When are we getting to the restaurant wars? I still don't understand this idea. That's, that all restaurants are Taco that all Bell? restaurants are Taco Bell. Yeah. Ta- is it is, is it just in the writing of that line? Is the is the line supposed to be Taco Bell owns all? restaurants i don't think so because they go to a taco bell and it's literally just a it's taco, just taco bell. bell okay hmm strange i mean they change it for the international version they say oh it's all pizza hut but it's it's uh, the american version i believe is the canon version in my yes mind. <laughs> yeah it's uh we're, we're not gonna live past december 2020 so get your fill of uh, television movie night now while you can yeah we're gonna we promise you we're gonna do everything we can to watch every TV movie. Just to get it out of the way. Before so, we all die in so, 360 days or whatever. Yeah, so when we finally get to the final television movie, Liz and Dick, we can say, <laughs> all right, well, thanks, everybody. Well, thank and then you. You start hearing near, closer, my God, to thee. <laughs> or near, my God, to thee. Yeah, yeah, this is good stuff. Good stuff. Anything else going on in, in your world, Mark? How was your holiday? Terrible. I heard this. Let's move on. Oh, okay. Mine was good. Thanks for asking. Great. Andrew, what is this show? Uh, it's called Television Movie Night. It is a uh, podcast that you and I do occasionally where you and I, and sometimes others. But just mostly just mostly us. mostly just you and I. We watch a made-for-TV movie and or special, and we talk about it at length because here's the deal, folks. Especially with uh, the rise of all this streaming nonsense. Yeah. There's so much content. Too out there much now. content. Too much good stuff. That's what I that's keep what, saying. I... AMPM had it right on the money. There is too much good stuff. Andrew. Yes. I've got Disney Plus. Oh, wow. <laughs> and... So natural. <laughs> yeah. I've got Disney Plus. And uh, I. Uh, over, over I'm, the... I'm Disney negative, okay. unfortunately. Over the. <laughs> so you can't, do... you can't donate. They won't blood. let me they in. They won't take the blood. I want, I want to give. And they say, Do you, are you Disney Plus? Awesome. And I'm like, I'm Disney, I'm Disney negative. negative. And they're like, oh, sir, you, you can't like, be here. We have you, children. You knew that when you signed the forms. And I uh, I spent my holidays doing uh, what I consider to be a 
millennial rite of passage. Watching the world according to Jeff Goldblum. No, getting uh, getting drunk and watching the uh, old Robin Hood, the, like 1974 Oh, one. yeah, where everyone wanted to bang that fox. Everyone wanted to bang the fox and be like, I love that bear. Yeah, you're like, that this fucking is, dick. You just look like Baloo, but it's It is brown. Baloo. He's brown. <laughs> He's brown now. Um, so, yeah, you, you can't watch all that stuff. You no. can't watch Jeff Goldblum. You can't watch Mandalore. You can't watch... We're losing our history, yeah. Andrew, and you and I, we're, we, we're, we're the National we're, Archives. We're like, yes, we're like National Treasures 1, 2, and upcoming 3. Yeah. We have to go and... Steal the Constitution. We have to go to, and look on the back of uh, Ernest Borgnine's resume, <laughs> and we're like, the pieces were all here. Look at all these credits. Andrew. I'm going to steal Gwerdin Trueblood. Oh, my. <laughs> You're a madman. <laughs> but you son of a bitch. I'm in. I'm in. This time around, Mark, in the month of January, we just, we're going to go light this time. Yeah. We're going light. We, we got a note. We, we got guess. a note from the network yes, saying, do you lighten this up? Yeah, especially since uh, in the month of December, we're like, here's a movie about all these people dying. It's a plane wreck. <laughs> we're doing made-for-TV comedies. Yes. Made for TV comedies, which is, uh, you know, uh, pretty rare. It, it it was hard to find a bunch of these or track a bunch of these down because I guess people go to short form sitcoms for their yucks on television, and then they expect their TV movies to be a little more hard hitting. Yeah, but I I also feel like it's easier to to digest like a horror film or a action film because you don't really have to have that much investment in the characters. No. But with comedy, you you know, you got to know why the jokes are funny. Yeah. It's because this character does this. He's yeah, he's dumb. He's a he's an immigrant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Locke is trying to get away from the he's trying he's going to get married, yes. you see. And then the Fonz. Uh, he has to do an exorcism. He's doing an exorcism. Yeah, it's great. He's going to go up to the, the possessed person and hit him like the jukebox. Yeah. And then he'll start singing or something. Ghost goes right know. out of him. Well, uh, Mark, in, in January, uh, we're doing this. And for, <laughs> we're doing this. this. Uh, Andrew, you say it like someone who is like driving to a wedding that they don't want to go to. <laughs> yeah. we're. Well, this is happening. We're doing this. Okay. Uh, last stop, uh, you know, <laughs> we're going to be there in like 15 minutes, we could, so yeah. we could turn around. It's not too late. Right now and say that we just, we overslept flat at the tire. hotel. I don't know. Mark, for the first one in January, we watched a special from HBO. Yes, it's home box office. Titled Rich Little's Robin Hood. Yes. Which we're going to talk about at length in a segment I like to call Well... What do you know? Mark, you've been pitching this, 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 <laughs> what have you, for a while. And I kept trying to remember why I kept telling you no. Uh, you don't like me, I think. And then I watched it. You don't like things that make I was me like, happy. I was like, oh, that's right. It's awful. It's terrible. Mark, Rich Little's Robin Hood, what drew you to this? Andrew, years ago... You know, back when things weren't going so well for me, as opposed to right now. Andrew just spit all over his computer. (laughs) 
I I spent one one foggy Christmas e Christmas Eve uh, yeah. watching the Playing reindeer games. Yes, watching reindeer games with uh, Charlize Theron, Ben Affleck. Yes, yeah, Gary Sinise. Yes, one foggy uh, Christmas Eve watching um, the precursor to this, a rich little Christmas Carol. Correct. And I thought that it was one of the most bizarre things I had ever seen in my life. Uh, for those who don't know, Rich Little is an imp- he's an Im- impressionist, yeah, slash comedian, sort of. Uh, and so at the so the, the the thing that I watched came out of like 1978, yeah, on HBO. Rich Little plays every part as a different person, and it just blew. It was so strange and so bizarre to me that I was like. I bet this Robin Hood one is going to be even weirder. And unfortunately, it wasn't weirder. It was just bad. Yeah. But the the thing that, like, stuck out to me about uh, the Christmas Carol is that Rich Little plays W.C. Fields playing Scrooge. Yes. And so he hangs this whole, thi- this whole thing on W.C. Fields and people knowing... W.C. Fields mannerisms and stuff. W.C. Fields had been dead for like 35 years at the time that that thing came out. Mm-hmm. And still nobody was like, is there anybody more current that you could go with? I loved it. Well, Rich Little's Robin Hood. So here's a here's a couple facts for yeah. you, okay? This aired on HBO in February 1983, but was originally produced for the CBC in 1982. Yeah, Rich, Rich Little is Canadian Broadcasting. Rich Little is Canadian. He's Canadian, that's correct. So, <clears throat> here's a little background on Rich Little. Ready? Yeah. Impressionist from Canada. Uh, in the 1960s, he released this Christmas Carol. Thing on a on an album on a 45. Okay. And that was the inspiration for him to do that exact same thing in a television version in the 70s. Yes. He apparently uh, he's he's a man of a thousand voices, does a bunch of impressions. Uh, rumor has it is that his uh, Carson impression, which he did on the late shift. Yes. Got him banned from The Tonight Show. What? Apparently, his uh, impression of Johnny Carson got under Johnny Carson's skin, and he told his bookers to stop booking him. That's the rumor. But hadn't hadn't The Late Shift... That, not, the, I mean, The Late Shift came after that, after but I'm Carson. saying he'd been doing it all the way through the 80s. Oh, okay. It's not, not because of that, but if you ever saw HBO's The Late Shift, which we all have... Yes. So we'll never Johnny talk Carson, about it. It's fantastic. Johnny Carson is played by Rich Little. Yes. And he's doing a Johnny Carson impression. Uh, apparently, he would do it on the show. It got under Johnny Carson's skin. He said, stop booking him. That's the rumor. Carson's people say they stopped booking Rich Little because he never updated his impressions. Well, this is true. He <laughs> has done uh, a lot of other voice work that wasn't necessarily comedy-based. He impersonated David Niven's voice for a couple of the later Pink Panther films. Of course. After Nivens was uh, too sick to uh, yeah. have a speaking role. He apparently, uh, after James Cagney had a stroke, he impersonated him for a couple of his later movies. After Gene Kelly was had lost his voice in one of his later films, he dubbed in for that. He did uh, Peter Cushing in Star Wars uh, Rogue One, right? Really? I don't no. think... <laughs> 
I mean, honestly, if this were 30 years ago, maybe. Maybe. He uh, was famously booked for the White House press correspondence dinner in 2007 after yeah. <laughs> Stephen Colbert came in in 2006 and just tore the place down with his, like, really biting satire at W, uh, George W. Bush. Yeah. And a lot of people saw it as this, like... Here's this hip, trendy comedian in 2006, and they're like, "Oh God!" No. And they basically pull back, pull back, completely reverse course to bring in Rich Little, who no, no shit did like Reagan impressions. Oh, I yes. think he did W.C. Fields. Wonderful, wonderful. Also, in regards to your 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 comment about W.C. Fields in in A Christmas Carol, originally. The idea was that was supposed to be Jack Benny. Yes. But uh, Rich Little felt that he was too relatable as the Scrooge character. So he wanted a meaner persona and went with W.C. Fields. But Jack Benny is a miser. It makes sense. I understand that, but you are too sympathetic. Jack Benny is is also a sympathetic character because he is a miser. But No, he isn't. Based on his mannerisms... You like Jack Benny more than you like W.C. Fields walking around going. I just just watched a Jack Benny episode. I think I was texting you about it where he goes to buy Christmas gifts. And he's so annoying that Mel Blanc shoots himself off screen at the end. Yes, but you laugh at it. It's almost like a Larry David type character where it's like Larry David's an asshole. But every time you watch Curb, you can at least put empathize and sympathize with what Larry's doing, even though he goes about it the complete wrong way. All right, sure. Rich Little is still performing. He's still with us. He's in his 80s and is still occasionally uh, performing at the Tropicana in Las Vegas at the Laugh Factory that's located in there. I was thinking the exact same thing. If uh, (laughs) Depending on how much tickets were, which I bet they're fucking stupid expensive for what I would. The only no, they got to be like fifteen bucks. They're I I I guarantee you they are not fifteen dollars. I bet they are at least north of fifty dollars to see specifically Rich Little. Correct. I didn't look it up. All right, but I I would love to go just to see it. It's like I I was telling somebody this the other day that like I wish that I were of a certain age. Knowing that it's like you and I have disposable enough income that we could go to Vegas if we wanted to for a couple of days, but like would love to have seen Don Rickles. Sure, it, even though like you know he's doing a show, it's a lot of like stupid, dumb insult humor. Yeah, and then Crowd he like work. he would like sing for like fifteen minutes of yeah. it. But like that would have been neat to at least check that off the list. Yes. So the next time I'm in Vegas, I would love to see Rich Little, but he's in his <laughs> 80s, and I probably won't understand a lot of the references. Yes. Rich Little's Robin Hood, however, was uh, stars and was written directly by the man himself, Rich Little. Rich Little. And Play this, into his own strengths. That's right. He did it all. He's a he's he's he did not direct. Though. He's a troubadour. That's true. This was directed by Trevor Evans who uh, directed uh, a lot of Canadian programs. Yes. Uh, he, he also directed the Christmas Carol He directed Christmas the Carol Rich one. Little's Christmas Carol. That's correct. He also directed something called Coming Up Rosie, which uh, is a Canadian children's show that uh, features a lot of SCTV alum. Yes. Dan Aykroyd, John I, Candy, I, I, saw that. I et cetera, heard about et cetera. This, yeah. 
And also, he also did you see this commercial for on location uh, Robert Klein at Yale in your version? Of, yes. Uh, there's a at com- the end. He noticed noted. It's like noted blues musician yes. Robert Klein. <laughs> there was a commercial for some kind of uh, Robert Klein performance. He also directed that as well. Oh, so, good. The man, the man knows what he's you, doing. You had a uh, Trevor Evans HBO block there in 1983. <laughs> Mark, before you watched this, uh, you, I mean, you explained that you thought it was going to be more bizarre than yeah. the Christmas Carol thing. What did you think of them selecting Robin Hood as the palette to spread all of these impressions around on? Uh, I thought that was a weird choice, uh, especially because uh, a Christmas Carol... You, everybody, I guess everybody knows the story of a Christmas Carol. You could play it out with your eyes closed, and it has so many characters that you're like, yeah, you, you, there's there's room there, there's enough stuff there. Yeah. Uh, Robin Hood, however, I think most people only know again the Disney film in 1974. Yeah, they know or, that bangable fox or the uh, Errol Flynn one, which I think this is mostly based on the Errol Flynn one. I think enough people know the high spots of Robin Hood, right? Uh, what is what are the high spots of Robin Hood? He shoots arrows. Yes, he's a good archer. Yes, he robs from the rich and gives to the poor. Yes, and he was fighting against Prince John. And wanted King George back on the throne. Yes, those are, and that's basically what this that's is, right? Sort of it. Yeah. And he's got a he's got a band. He's got of a Mary, team of yes. merry men. Yes. yes. So that's enough, at least as a springboard. What would you have selected as uh, something else, like Macbeth? I mean, would uh, probably probably like a Bewitched episode. I think just imagine that. Like a bewitched. oh, just an old bewitched. Yeah, but it's but like they're all. It's like Cloris Leachman as oh, uh, this is good. Yeah, uh, the witch and uh, yeah, Lyndon Johnson as uh, sure as, that would be uh, great. It's just talking about how big his dick is. I mean, the Bible. Ah, yeah. Well, like I mean, a, I would do. Here's what I would Christmas do: Christmas nativity, Aesop's fables. Okay. So you could do a bunch of you could do a bunch of them and have like a story tell like an Aesop type, but that's exactly what the Rocky Bullwinkle did. I feel like because they would also do that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they were basically just doing these old impressions as well. But I mean, that's that's or what like a King Kong. That's what most of this stuff is King anyway. Kong where it's be, like could work. It's know? like you had all of these voice actors that were just doing impressions of popular yes. performers at the time, and they're like, I don't know. Uh, now they're cavemen, right? So it's like. Can you do a Jackie Gleason? Can As you a do caveman? Can you do an Art Carney? And then we're just making them cavemen. Yeah, Flintstones. Yeah, and they love Winston's. They oh my god, Winston tastes good like, like a, a cigarette, cigarette should. should. We've been saying this for years. Yes. Or um, I don't know. It's again, it's Art Carney, but he's um he's a bear now. He's a bear. Yes. What was the one? Uh, what's it's Andy Griffith, but he's like a dog. What was the what was the one that's uh Hepcat? Topcat. Topcat. He yes. was who was he? Uh Topcat was um Was he Bilko? Uh, yes, he was Phil Silvers. Phil Silvers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it's Phil Silvers, but he's an alley cat. Right. It's I don't know why. <laughs> it's uh Curly from the Three Stooges, but he's a shark. Yeah. Bitey. That's right. That's what they called him. <laughs> they called him old bitey. <laughs> Like old Bitey and the clue, the clue crew. <laughs> Anyways, so this thing starts, Andrew. 
Yes, yeah, so we're gonna jump right in. Uh, first of all, we get a we get uh, George Burns. George Burns comes out. Okay, so just to be clear, Rich Little is playing everybody in this yes show except for any extras. There are a couple people who have lines, but majority there's a couple of, of lines. Dan- there's dancers. Yes, there's uh, dancers and singers in some in some parts, but everyone who is a known person in the story is played by, by Rich, Rich Little. Little. In very minimal, like, costuming and makeup. Minimal costuming. Yeah, there's no... Um, we didn't get Rick Baker to come yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, there's no... Uh, give us a uh, give us an amazing there's no Martin. Mold. There's no Martin Landau playing Bella Lugosi here. Yeah. Where you have to, like, change the complete shape of his upper lip and yeah. jaw and all that kind of stuff. This is... I don't know. He's George Burns. He now he's got a he's got a silver wig and some glasses I mean, yes. and a cigar. Silver wig, glasses, cigar. It, most of it most of it comes from the way that he carries himself and his mannerisms, like a real impersonator would do or yes. impressionist. Yes. So you see him and you're like, oh, he's doing a George Burns. Okay. Mm-hmm. He plays Alan Adale. Alan Adale is, who is a traveling minstrel and singer in Robin Hood. Basically, he's the narrator. Yes. He sings a little song to set everything up that Prince John is now on the throne. King George has left to go fight in the Crusades and uh, Robin Hood's in the uh, in the mix somewhere, somewhere around there. Then we get a narrator, an actual narrator that gives a rundown of the goofs and gaffs we're about to see, basically saying, look at all these funny impressions are going to be coming up. George Burns. Well, you saw that one. Groucho Marx. He's been dead for 25 years. Carol Channing. She's still with us. Laurel and Hardy. Uh, Stan, I looked this up and I wrote it down, but I didn't, forgot my piece of paper. Stan Laurel had been dead for five years. Lo, uh, Oliver, Hardy. Oliver Hardy had been dead for 16. Yeah. Inspector Clouseau. Not, not a real person. Not... Peter Sellers. As Inspector Clouseau. Inspector Clouseau. Yes, himself. Bogart, who had been dead for 20 years, I think. But these are all touchstones of... You're... Okay, you're in your 30s or 40s. You own HBO. You're an early adopter if you're watching HBO. Yes. Because cable television's prevalence is not even no, scratched I, the surface at that point. At this point, I, prob- I, I almost definitely live somewhere... On the East Coast, mm-hmm. because at that point, in order to watch HBO, you had to they had to physically run a cable into your house. Yes, and so most HBO subscribers only had you only had access to it if you were in that like I ninety five corridor. So yes, I'm so thirty. You're thirty, which I have means disposable you were income. Born in nineteen fifty three. Yes, so you know. Every single person that's being uh, aped Yes, here. I know the people that are being aped. And, Andrew, watching it right now, uh, we know, we the, people know the people that, that are being, being aped. aped. But wouldn't it be more fun? Wouldn't Isn't it be wouldn't more... That, but the fun of it, if there it were more people who are alive? If it was not necessarily topical, but like current people, current things. I mean, Nixon shows up at the end. Uh, spoilers, spoilers, Mark. Come on. But like... He'd been out of office for years. From 83? He left yeah. in 78, didn't he? Yeah, years. Okay, like five years? Yes. Okay. All right, well, ultimately, this was always the complaint of Rich Little, is that he had this bag of tricks, 
and uh, he didn't update them. He didn't update them, and it still probably doesn't update them. But that's fine. He's eighty years old. Who the fuck is going to complain about it? Me, you, and I. Yeah. All right. It's. I don't like this at the Tropicana. Mm. I don't understand any of these references. Why is he doing a Reagan? It's a two drink minimum, and there's only so much Diet Coke I can drink. It's the Royal Banquet. Humphrey Bogart plays Prince John. Yes, he's wearing a fedora. He's got a fedora with a crown on with top. A little of crown it. on it. That's fun. That's fun. He's got a cigar- he's cigarette. He's constantly smoking. Laurel and Hardy are the sheriffs of Nottingham. Yes, they are both played by Rich Little. They are both played by Rich Little. They're both in the frame at the same time. The most amazing special effects possible. Exactly. They reach behind the rehydrator and pass each other a Pepsi. It's really amazing. This is good stuff. Inspector Clouseau, not Peter Sellers, is Sir Guy. Yes, of Gisborne. Who uh, has asked Maid Marian... Carol Channing, yes, for marriage, and uh, she's she's playing coy, but basically they didn't really want to make any of these characters active because I, I'm pretty confident that they didn't know where they were going to insert the reaction shots, so they probably were like they can't move around the stage. Yeah, because we need to put the body double when Rich has to play somebody else, and they're in the frame at the same time. Yes, they have to be locked down. Right. So all five of these characters never stand up, never move, never move. They are they always stay just seated, seated behind and, a table. Yes, it's just, so amazingly boring. You can cut to a reaction shot of of Humphrey Bogart nodding or laughing or something like that. Right. Because we don't necessarily need to know where he is in the context of the geography of the scene because we all we know he's just in that one chair yeah. but maybe also he didn't know how humphrey bogart moved i don't know no i think you're probably right about like they weren't really sure how to cover this how to cover all this stuff because in the christmas carol uh as i recall every scene and this is true of the actual the more standard version of christmas carol it's always scrooge and one other person yeah, it's only ever two people. So in that one, your every shot was a over the shoulder so be, shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot. So you'd be so oh, that's simple. It's simple. It's boring, but like it's easier to set up and do mm-hmm. like uh, as a director, I would imagine, than this where they're like, okay, so Rich Little is five different people in the same room at the same time. How do we do this? See, that would be fun. That would be more fun to do if they had decided to actually this is where i think the problem in my mind starts coming up is it one thing to be like "Eh, the jokes are stale again it's 1983 the jokes are bad the jokes are not i would i would also say that there are not a lot of jokes it's right here's the thing that you and i talked about before we went on mic is the thing that we're that i bump against in in thinking about this is instead of these characters, you know, because the thing that you want to see with an impressionist that you're most impressed by is how close to the spirits of the thing yes. are these people. And like when when impressionists go on SNL right. and they do the character of whatever it is, the thing Charles that, Barkley, the thing that they always talk about is it's not so much like getting all the mannerisms right. It's. Are you capturing the spirit of this person? And usually they hang it on one personality trait. 
and actually spin it into its own character. Yes. Dana Carvey talking yes. about George Sr., right? Right. He would only he would say, like, it's not actually a very good impression if you, like, it, he yes. doesn't really talk he like that. He doesn't talk like that. That was always the issue with George Sr. was that he didn't necessarily have, like, a... There wasn't a vocal tick or something to put the character yeah. onto. But instead, he decided to spin it off into... Uh, like turns a phrase, like not gonna do it, and, yeah, and just really thousand points of life, exactly. Just jam it into this thing, and uh, uh, then turn it into its own thing. So when people think that they're doing George Senior, they're, they're really doing just doing Dana, Dana Carvey, Carvey, who put it onto like one tiny facet of yes. George Senior. With this, he's, however, yeah, with this, all he's doing is taking old bits that these characters, these actors did as these characters and is just replicating and, them. Yeah, just dropping it in. So it's not terribly it one, it it doesn't it's not that interesting because the novelty wears off very, very quickly. Yes. But like you were saying Bogart does a Casablanca thing. Well yeah, yeah. So we'll all right. We'll, all right, we'll, right, we'll, right, we'll right. let's let's go oh, in okay, order. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So uh, well, let's talk through this. So a little, so we continue to go on. We're introduced to the court jester, who is only seen very briefly. It is uh, he's doing a Don Rickles. He's doing Don Rickles, and his Don Rickles just is hung on the idea of him going, yeah, yeah, like that's all he does. Yeah, it's, he says a it's joke, not very good. He's like, ah, good, good, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he insults some people's wives, right? That's that's fine. That's basically that's a what solid he did. Rickles. He didn't. He didn't insult anyone for being black or Jewish. So, I guess. I guess so it's that. not. Well, it's not. It, it's not the full Rickles experience. Yeah. I, he, he starts. He 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 leans in that direction where he's like, it doesn't matter if you're English, French, or whatever. We all got to laugh at it, laugh at ourselves. Yeah. But not the French or something like that. And you're like, well, I know what the Rickles joke actually is, mm-hmm. and it's more shocking and hilarious. Here, you're just like referencing it not 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 interesting yeah but but because he's not needed for any other scene he actually gets to walk around as this and then exits at dinner there's a reveal of groucho marx as robin hood who again dead for 25 years well i i get it this at least in in a certain capacity i could see like okay if they were to do a marx brothers movie and it was a Robin Hood thing. Maybe this would make sense. Like this is how Gra- this is what a Gra- this is what Groucho would do. Yes, sort of. Yeah, but not not entirely. Because I because again, Mar- the Marx Brothers also had like so much. I I thought they had more clever wordplay than gets deployed in this. Yes. Um. So that uh, that was one of the issues that I had was I was like. Well, the, you're not actually making Groucho type jokes. You're just you're just replicating. Yeah, yeah, a joke that he had done once before. Yes, uh, which isn't as interesting as it's not what I had hoped for. And also, after each line, he does the eye roll, eyebrow thing. Yeah, after every, every single, single line. Uh, Groucho shoots arrows at Laurel and Hardy after they call him rude for showing up late to dinner. Yes. Prince John, however, thinks that Robin is fun and invites him to sit next to Maid Marian. Uh, there's a lot of Pink Panther music cues as well because uh, Inspector Clouseau gets up 
and walks away. Yes. And then goes and talks to a guard. For no reason. And then comes back. But after each line, there is a Pink Panther music cue just to remind you. It's Clouseau. This is Inspector Clouseau. Uh, Yes. Guy or Groucho says to Guy, hey, the guard wants to talk to you. So he goes over to the guard and he's like, you wanted to talk to me? And he says, no. And he's like, okay. And then then it's supposed to be funny. And I'm like, no, that's not a joke. That's not anything. And then he just walks back. Yeah. Drove me insane. Robin said he's brought his own food and then walks away and then comes back with one of the royal deer. Yes. Which this is what. This is Robin. This is Robin Hood. Yes, this, this is, is this he is canon. He killed. Deer. He's hungry, so he kills a deer. He kills a royal deer, and that's what gets him in deep shit with, with Prince John. Everybody, yes. Uh, Rich makes one of the only actual jokes in this thing that like made me smile to mm-hmm. myself. He looks at the deer and he says, "I'm glad I'm not playing your part." It's like that's fine. That's fine. There's a bunch of Andrew, back. Do you think that was the attitude on? Like, I have to wonder. The attitude on set was like as Rich Little is doing all this stuff. Like, are are the audio guys laughing? Like, apparently, is the director just cracking up. There's a laugh track in this. <laughs> yeah, that's who it is. It's the crew. It's the crew just cutting loose. Just oh, like, my oh that's God. a good one. Robin says he wants to restore Richard to the throne, which upsets Prince John. And yes. then John, Prince John. Uh, as, as portrayed as by Sam Humphrey, well, well, Humphrey, Bogart. Humphrey Bogart doing Sam from Casablanca yes. starts doing a monologue from Casablanca to Robin Hood Groucho who then does a Peter Lorre impression back at yes. Sam and then uh, Prince John Rick Rick correct Rick, Rick Blaine is in Casablanca. Sam Spade is the detective character. Sorry. Right. Let's start over whole episode from the top. Got Let's it. make sure we okay. get it right this time. So he's doing Rick. He does a whole monologue. And then, again, he does Peter Lorre as well. But it's Groucho. As Peter Lorre. As Peter Lorre. Then he says, play it again. And then he calls up to his organist, who is Rich Little, as Liberace. Yes. Who then starts playing... Mm-hmm. As time goes by, yeah, Andrew, something about seeing Liberace just made me laugh. That's, <laughs> I don't that's know what fun. it was. That's I was fun. like, "That's unexpected and fun." Sure, a fight breaks out, and then Robin escapes. Yes, it's madcap hilarity. It's it's a fight. It's the kind of fight you would expect to see in a Marx Brothers movie. Yes, but not staged anywhere near. No, not the, good. Though, the amount of creativity. Bad. Just <laughs> yeah, it is a like a, it's a wide and a bunch of extras just kind of rush in and then we punch in and he like kind of crawls away and then he yeah. says a joke to the camera and then he leaves. Yeah, they're like we got the castle set for like twenty more minutes. So let's let's, let's knock this get out. This folks. going. We're now in the woods and Robin meets up with some of his merry men. Okay, okay, get ready, get All ready. Right. Now, get who ready. do you expect to be the merry men? Huh? We got Groucho here. Who else could it be? Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess um, Colonel Clink. Yeah, that's good. Like a, like a, how about like a, like a Batman? Oh, yeah. Like Adam West. Adam Batman? West is Batman. Yeah. 
Orson Welles. Oh, that's, that's good. good. That's, that's good. He was, he... he was still alive by that yeah. point. He's doing you those could probably wine... just get him. Those wine commercials. Ah, oh, Merry Men. Oh, Sherwood Forest. Uh, no, his Merry Men include uh, uh, Rich Little doing Chico. Oh. Rich Little doing Harpo. Oh. And Alan Adele, which is, again, George, George Burns. George Burns again. I feel like Rich wasn't as excited about his Chico impression because... We only see it once. We get it once, and, and it's bad. It's just kind of a mumbled line. It's a, it's a. There's no like joke hung on it. It's yeah. just like a, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm here. Which is a shame because that you know that snappy back and forth between Groucho and Chico is yeah. always fun, but we don't get but any we don't of get that. It. It's it's a it's a flawed concept because he does. Rich Little does a lot of these like Laurel and Hardy. Or the Marx Brothers, right? Yeah. Like, these are ensemble teams that play against each other. And it's impossible, I think, to uh, for one guy to play against. You know what I mean? Like, you need you need the team. You need the people. Yeah, there's You can't just energy. have one guy saying everybody's lines. It doesn't quite add Well, up. yeah, I guess it makes more sense for Laurel and Hardy because they're, that whole thing was the slow burn. Yeah. So you can build the timing in the edit to actually make sense when, you know, uh, Laurel says something and Hardy then does a look and a look and a look. And then how did you know that? Like that kind of stuff versus the Marx Brothers, which is like lines just stacked on top of each other. And if it's only one performer doing all of that, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think he was terribly excited about his Chico impression. So, but he why even put him in? Pick someone else. Yeah, you have Groucho. You could do Edith Bunker. Isn't she in? She yes. There's a there's a Edith in uh, Christmas Carol, which apparently that was supposed. He was trying to figure out a way to do Archie as well, but it didn't work. The 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 America (laughs) the world wasn't ready for it. No, too bold. He should have done Carol O'Connor's character from Smokey and the Bandit if he really wanted to. I, yeah, Burt Reynolds was famous I mean, at the yes, time. I he guess could he, could have, he could do a Burt Reynolds. He could have done a, a Dom DeLuise. Sure. But no. Just, no. just everyone from Cannonball Run. That's all. Just yes. Everybody. The cast of Cannonball he could Run. Have done, he could have done a Phil Silvers. He could have late, basically just watched a Mad, 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 Mad World and yes. just picked every single cast take member. Them. A Spencer yeah. Tracy. He could have... Uh, uh, yeah, he could have had every, every anyone he wanted. The fucking Stooges are in that. Yes, Jack Benny's in that. Of course, Buster Keaton. <laughs> so does he speak, or does he does he just no. do the? Okay, it, it's just uh, houses falling. Uh, oh, that's good. He's just constantly just. Uh, uh, this is good. That's good. He's doing the potato thing all the time. No, that's Chaplin. Oh, you're right. So he's he's he's, he's just, hanging out he's of hanging a, clock. From a clock. Yeah, that's Harold Lloyd, and you know it. Uh, Harpo has lines, but they are delivered via Jimmy Stewart in a like a picture-in-picture bubble. Yes, Jimmy Stewart died in 1955. He had been dead for quite some time. Jimmy <laughs> Stewart wasn't dead in 1955 because he shows up on the Tonight Show. No, you're right. Was Jimmy Stewart still with us at this time? I looked it up. He was dead. He was definitely. So he died in the late 70s then? Yeah. Mm, okay. John mm. Wayne. John Wayne John shows Wayne. up as little John Wayne. 
Uh, Andrew, I noticed in this shot, uh, the body double that plays John Wayne has mm. an amazing ass. Oh, wow. It really just it jumped out it at just, me. I was like, booty, wow. Booty popping. Yeah. Uh, they do this fight on a bridge, and Groucho throws a bowling ball at little John, and... And he falls. Uh, what do you think of his John Wayne? The, here's the Here's the thing. Here's the thing that, like, I wish I really like impressionists. Yes, I think they're. I think and, Andrew, you you had me thinking you were going to say something racist. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Okay, now, right, I know, now, a lot of people are going to jump on me okay, about this, but, but but have we thought like <laughs> you know, uh, well, what, what, you know, what do we think about French people? Am I right? It's just, <laughs> right? It's, we're all. We're, I think we're thinking the same thing. I, you know, I'm just saying it. Okay. I really like impressionists, and I think it is such a skill and a talent to be able to mimic certain things about a performer. Yes. But a lot, somebody like a Bill Hader, the thing that I really like are impressionists that are able to drill in on performers or on certain vocal tics that aren't necessarily as widely known. Like, yes. Or, or widely replicated. Like... Bill Hader has an Alan Alda that is, that is spot just on. like it. As soon as I Slices heard it, I like thought a it was the hammer. fucking funniest thing. Yeah, because you because who is doing an Alan Alda? No one, no one. But when he does it again, and then like his the thing that he hangs it on is he's like constantly talking. He's, 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 he's like a really nice guy, and yeah. he's just constantly referring to things that he used to do when he was younger. Right. But like the he is able to boil and find the essence of what is what is the Alan Alda voice, right? You know, I thought this was a comedy, it's, uh, and then you could get him to say anything if you ha- you could do anything from there. If yes, you capture that one essence, or Jay Farrow's Denzel Washington. Yes, that again Amazing. is just hung on him laughing and then going yeah, very serious, slow clap like, okay. and laughing, <laughs> and yeah, why why is Denzel Washington at a Macy's Return Center. Yes, it's exactly. Like, I don't know. Don't it doesn't care. matter. Just, but here's the here's the showcase for the impression. All of the voices and impressions in this are big, broad ones that I feel like a lot of performers, a lot of performers, that, other than Rich Little, had been doing for years. And maybe it's we're doing this because it's in hindsight and it's eighty three, so maybe at this point it was fresh. But I feel like watching Looney Tunes, yeah, from the fifties onward. A lot of people were like, "All right, how do you do a John Wayne?" Well, Pilgrim, you know, you do the slowly and you do a swagger. How do you do a Carol Channing? I know she's probably the she's the more recent performer in this entire thing, but I think it's just like this, and you do, you know, you kind of swallow, you set your jaw, and you just talk through your teeth. Yes. How do you do a um, uh, like? How, again, we get to a Nixon. Everyone yeah. had a Nixon at this point. Everyone had again. It's well, like it's, it's like everyone having a Clinton. Everyone having an Elvis. Like, I think it's the same. You just do part, the same yeah, thing. Part of the issue for me with the people that he selects is like they're not even like people that they're not famous people that are like you have to be a good impressionist to do because mm-hmm. everybody does. 
a John. You and I have John Wayans. We could, if we watch, you know, you sat long enough, we yeah. could just refresh you, ourselves. Everyone has a Jimmy Stewart. Yes, It's that. That's the whole thing. I don't have your money. I don't have your money. It's in Bill's house. Merry Christmas, movie house. Like, it's, that's, yes. everyone has that. Everybody has that. Everybody does a Bogart that doesn't sound like Bogart at all. Yeah. And it's the same with this. So it's like, yeah, this is like stuff that people would be doing on the playground. Like, I want a creative, I, yes, imaginative you want, impersonation. Want, you want specific ones yes. that you're just like, holy fuck, I never even thought about how that person sounded, but like, yes. you just, What's, right uh, to the core of it. They're, uh, uh, who's... Who does Portlandia? Oh, uh, Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen doing Ivor Glass is like so specific. Yes. And so hilarious. And he was like, people might not know who he is. Like, like he wanted to do that for years, but he was like, I don't think anybody listens to NBR. I don't think anybody knows it. And then he just did it once on Weekend Update and it killed. Yeah. Or... um uh, uh, Bill Hader's um, Dateline guy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you kill him with kindness? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that stuff. And because it's like, it's something fresh, yeah. you can stick that in there. And even if you don't know necessarily what the touchstone is, like, it's funny enough, if the writing was clever enough to be able to, like, say it doesn't Cut because yeah. because we get to a point where okay so the band uh, sneaks into town and they begin playing a game of telephone with the townspeople who are not played by Rich Little talking about how Robin's going to show up at the palace. Yes, it goes on for like ten minutes. It's bad. It's bad. In the woods, Jack Benny is robbed by the Merry Men, <laughs> and it's now Andrew. Uh... Jack Benny, uh, he's riding in a carriage. He's riding in a carriage. That's correct. Uh, carriages have drivers. They correct? do. They do. Uh, who, who is driving this carriage? Uh, it is a man covered in like robes. We yeah, never so see we're not going to see his face. We never see his face. Uh, but he has a very uh, like gravelly it's, kind yeah. of voice. And if you're familiar with Jack Benny, as Andrew and I are, we are. you know that this is Rochester. This is Rochester, his, his African-American driver driver and it is rich little doing rochester yes which if you haven't heard rochester speak he's got a very gravelly voice and well i he sounds like an african-american on a radio show in the 40s correct like it's it's not necessarily amos and andy yeah, but it's, it's 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 close it's close um but but the performer Rochester's, I don't remember the actor's name, but, but he was also he, African he was African American as opposed to Amos and Andy, <laughs> which they were not. Right, Andrew. Um, <laughs> what do you think there was a fight where Rich Little was like, "No, I want to do blackface," and oh, they were like, "My God!" They were like, "I no, I no, man, you are not doing that." That is a really good. I, that is a really good thought. <laughs> and, and he was, I like. I'm, I, uh, this guy is, I, I don't know. I don't have a high opinion of Rich Little, but I imagine that he is wearing blackface under the robes. Like that well, was, no, the that thing, was the compromise the that they is, made. They might've shot it both ways. Cause the thing is, is that we see him in, it's, it's a, it's a two shot. We yeah. don't see a re shot reverse shot. They're both in the frame. Yeah. So Rich can only play Jack Benny. Yeah. But I wonder if they shot inserts of him. <laughs> 
and he's like, this is going to go. And then, like, the only reason he got cut is because they're like, it's too long. Yeah, that's what they told him. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did uh, Ted Danson do Blackface? What year was that? That was like 87, 86, 87. Because he was on Cheers at the time. Yeah, and that was like, people were like okay with it. They weren't okay with it. No, they weren't okay. <laughs> but it was like not as career suicide as it would, as be, it would be here right in, two, yeah. in 2020. Okay. If, if, if those of you don't know what we're talking about, Ted Danson performed at the Friars Club in blackface, but he said he got a pass because he was dating Whoopi Goldberg at the time, correct? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, misguided. But we still have this discussion nowadays. Like yes. they did blackface on Thirty Rock. Did they? They did. Jenna is dating Will Forte, and they're both crazy uh, actor types. Yeah. Will Forte shows up dressed as Black Swan from the movie. Mm-hmm. She shows up as Black Swan as Lynn Swan <laughs> uh, from uh, college football sports analysis. And she is in black. She is not in like, she is in brown face. Yes. She's not doing minstrel show yeah. black face. But still, that was 2011, 2012. Is that acceptable? I don't know. It's funny. Because it's, it's a good the, joke. the character wouldn't necessarily character understand would how inflammatory yes. that is. But or is that like okay in terms of a broadcast television show doing that? I don't know. I don't, I have. I can't. I have no opinion on it because I can't. It's it's not completely beyond me. Yeah, it's not the place for or white guy in a a white guy in his thirties to say Fred Armisen doing Barack Obama on SNL in two thousand eight. Like, is that acceptable? Regardless, I bet there's footage somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Rich Little is Rochester. Uh, Jack Benny is, uh, the, this essentially, I feel like the only reason they did this scene is because they wanted him to say your money or your life life. and then the beat. I'm thinking. Yes. Uh, which is a Jack Benny line. It's not, it's, I don't know. It's not a joke or in my opinion, it's like, you're just saying something that he said a long time ago. It's a jo- like, it's a joke on the Jack Benny program because yes, as that character, we know why that's funny. Yes. Because Jack is a miser and a skinflint, and he gets held up, and he's like, he basically says, your money or your life, and that typifies what the character is, that he literally has to think about yes. it before he answers. They open up his coin purse, and there's an alarm on it as well, right. which is another big Jack Benny thing. Yes. I'm surprised that the fucking carriage didn't also Wasn't sound a like the chuckabug. Yeah. You know, they didn't have Mel Blanc at the side doing the voices. <laughs> at the archery, there's a big archery competition. Well, hang on. There's a joke here where Groucho steals. Yes, Groucho steals all of Jack Benny's money and then, and then gives it to a, bunch, it of to a bunch of poor people. But and then, then steals it again because, because now, they're now they're rich and Jack Benny's poor. Right. Uh, that's sort of funny. Sort of funny, but it goes to it's too long. Yeah, they, it should just be all right. Give me your stuff, rich man. Yeah. Huh? Cut. Instead, it's like, well, now you're rich. And yeah, he Jack like explains poor, the whole thing. So I have to rob from you, you to, to give, give to, to the, the poor yeah. person. Either that, or we should see a time lapse of him just robbing yeah, it them just goes for back days and forth. And... All right, so there's an archery competition. Friar Tuck, who is James Mason, 
Or who did you say? Oh, he's Perry Mason. He's Perry Mason. James Mason would have been great. Yeah. Because that's, that's at least an impression. I'm usually drunk. Uh, yes. Friar Tuck shows up and it's Perry Mason. But as I was watching this, I was like, the I guess you recognized it. But I, because, well, no, he's... because all the voices start like intertwining at a certain point, you can you one, only have so many. Yeah. One of the fun things about the this thing, and it's the same with the Christmas Carol, is people show up. Like he doesn't say who they are, who the impersonation is. Yeah. So you're just like, I don't know who the fuck this is. Jack Benny, he does Jack Benny in um Christmas Carol, and I didn't know until he like does the oh yeah the, um, the hand and like looking at you that's when i was like oh that's who it's supposed to be but the rest of the time you're like i i don't know what the fuck this is i only knew it was perry mason because he says that he used to be a mason ah and i was like oh that's it he's raymond burr Doing as perry, perry mason. mason a tv show that had gone off the air like 20 years before well, Perry Mason tells John Wayne that Robin is disguising himself as Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx. Kind of funny. This is funny. So Groucho, as Robin, shows up with fake Groucho glasses yes. and mustache and eyebrows. The rest of the uh, Merry Men also do the same. That includes George Burns, Chico, Harpo, and John Wayne. Yes. All of them tell Prince John that they are Robin Hood. They say, I am Spartacus. Right. Which, why would you do this? Couldn't John just kill all of them? <laughs> Probably. But for some reason, he doesn't. And he's yeah. very amiable about it. He's like, well, you got me this time, partner. Oliver, uh, Laurel and Hardy figure that, well, the winner of the competition, if Robin's, <laughs> so, Robin Hood. <laughs> if Robin's so good at archery, he's going to win the competition. So that's going to be Robin Hood. Yeah. Hardy says, how did you figure that out? Laurel says, well, I read the book. Yes. Hilarious. Take to the camera, take back. They also sing a song about being Robin Hood, and everyone dances along. This song is terrible. Uh, this this is a Marx Brothers song. This is in is so I was trying to figure out what the song is. It's either it's is it like exactly the same because it's either from Horse Feathers as no, it's Horse Feathers. Well, it's either I'm against it, which. Harpo, or which uh, Groucho sings in Horse Feathers, or it's Hooray for Captain Spaulding with the lyrics changed uh, from uh, Animal Crackers. Because I was listening to it. Mr. And I did... Spaulding? <laughs> That's who it should have been. It should have been, uh, instead uh, of his bad Chico, it should be, uh, not Marlena Dietrich. Uh... Margaret Dumas? Yes. Yeah. That's funny. That's, yeah, okay. <laughs> that she doesn't laugh at any of the jokes. Yeah. She didn't think they were funny. <laughs> uh, it's If it's not exactly that song, it is in no, the I, inspiration from that with a somewhat original tune. I, but I it's, think, it's I something think it's around the there. I think it's the Horse Feathers song, but with different words. With different words. And they sing the song, and then there's a big dance number that happens, but it's not very well. It's Again, it's just, it's like they do, they, they try. Yeah. But like it's to watch very good. <laughs> to watch to watch Groucho doing I'm against it from Horse Feathers, where he does this big dance, yeah, and he's got all of these professors behind him, and he's like he does he's got a bunch of action with the gavel, but also Groucho was like a vaudeville performer, so yes. like when he's actually dancing, you're like this guy can 
dance. He can, can move. Cut a rug. Yes. He understands how his body works. Yes. Because so he, he does this these knee whips yeah. the entire time that you're like, okay, this this guy is a performer. Yeah. Rich Little is a performer as well. And I let's I want to be very clear here. I I think he's a talented performer, but this is all like stock standard not great stuff we're yeah. just slugging in stuff that we already know and he just is kind of doing the voice he doesn't have that honey in his hips I'll tell you that the competition happens and everyone hits the mark on the target except for robin who shoots an arrow directly in the center of like a, a guard. guard next to it <laughs> just kills a guy which apparently is where the bullseye was because yes. everyone applauds him that's funny it's funny Robin is caught and is almost hung. This was the funniest fucking part of the entire thing is when they wheel out the executioner and it's like a parade float and he's like waving to everybody. Yes. <laughs> that's the funniest fucking part. I, I was like, that's great. That's funny. But instead, uh, Robin uh, puts on Groucho glasses on the executioner. So then he kills the executioner. Kills the executioner and then we go to break. Yeah. We come back from break and it turns out that King Richard has returned and Mark... You won't believe. You're never gonna believe this. Okay. You're not gonna. This. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. Uh, King Richard uh, is wearing a hood. And he takes the hood off, and uh, it's Richard it's Nixon. Nixon. He says he's back, everybody. And this is the only amount of prosthetics that are in the entire fucking he's thing. Got a he's nose. got a nose, big jowls, and he's got a big fat nose, and and everyone boos. And then they and get they, rid of him. They want Prince John. Back. They're like, well, <laughs> the devil, you know, I suppose. Which. Is like the fact that like there's this big reveal and then he takes his hood off and then it's Richard Nixon and everyone boos. There's a way to edit that that it's funny, but yeah. instead this whole thing gets drug out because then he gets taken and he gets pulled out and then blah, blah, yeah. Blah. Sir Guy shows up, Inspector Clouseau and Groucho, and they have a sword fight and it's and it's, uh, it's not. Good. And then apparently Sir Guy gets killed. Yes. Groucho comes back and he's like, all right, I killed Sir Guy, which means Maid Marian's like, now you can marry me. And Groucho runs away. Mm-hmm. And we have this big Benny Hill-esque finale where he just r- runs. To like- yes. He's like running through a countryside. There's like a carriage crash or something, isn't there? Yeah. And, and, then, and then she runs it. She runs after him. And that's the end. <laughs> of Rich Little's Robin Hood. Mark, what did you think of this? Andrew, this was awful. This was bad. Uh, this was really, really bad. Uh, it wasn't... I think that... I think that Rich Little is a talented performer. I don't think he's a creative performer. I don't... Th- yes. I think that if somebody else had written this, or like, just did a punch pass, and was like, you should put a joke here, I think... He's like, I did. I, I, I lifted this from... Uh, yeah, I do a... Go- uh, Burns and Allen. Yeah, I saw. Like, well, that's not... That's not good. Um, yes, I think this I th- is. I think that there was. I think there could have been potential. I also think it could have been even in even, even crazier. Is all I. I ever don't want. think that this was. You know, this was never going to be cutting edge. You know, it's Rich yeah. Little. Do he's a standard impressionist that was on the Tonight Show a bunch of times, and he yes. just does a bunch of voices. So they're like, "Here's the format. We're doing this. He's doing a bunch of voices. Yeah. I don't know what you want us to do." Uh, it could have been weirder. It could have been wilder. It could have been funnier. But it's almost in the same vein of somebody like a. Uh, I mean, what's the equivalent now? Uh, 
I mean, I would say Dana Carvey, but that's not true because the Dana Carvey show, they were just like, let's go hell for leather yeah, and just go insane. <laughs> go go all in on this. I mean, that's what it could have been. I think that Bill, uh, Bill Clinton with like fake nipples uh, nursing, yeah, a, bunch nursing of a bunch of a bunch of dogs. Yeah, uh, I think that like I think that a good example would be like modern day um, Mike Myers. Yeah, I, where I guess. Or, it, it's like, well, le- these aren't necessarily fresh impressions. Like, the, what is it called? The Love Guru is just Dr. Doom. What's his name? Do- Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil, but with, like, a mustache. That's funny. No, that's not funny. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of, it's funny, you know? <laughs> Andrew's, Andrew's always loved The Love Guru. You know, it's uh, it's got Vern Schroer. Jessica Troyer's, Alba's in it. Vern Schroer's like a hockey coach in yeah. it. It's great. Oh, it's great. Uh, well, what a laugh a minute. I feel like John Cena's in it. Oh, yeah. He's. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 What are you talking about? Of course he is. He's getting gurued. I think it's more in the vein of like a Jeff Dunham, where it's like, here he's got all these little characters that he does and it's like you, he's a talented performer yeah, for sure speaking of racist he's a talented performer for sure not to to it's, it's the word from the a bottle of tequila <laughs> do you get it that's fun but instead of doing something with it he just goes with whatever is the base the baseline most basic what is the what is the the fucking shortest line from a to b to get to this punchline that wasn't very good to begin with uh but he's like a billionaire something like that yes people love him mark uh uh would you recommend rich little's robin hood uh andrew i would probably not recommend this if anything i would recommend a christmas carol uh i have recommended a christmas carol after the fog had lifted on december 25th like all i could do was talk to people about this Christmas Carol thing that I had watched the night before. Do you think anyone ever took you up on your no, offer? No, certainly not. They uh, said, "What's a what's a rich little?" Yeah, that I the this this is generally what interacting with me is like, especially for like my brother Tony's wife Lindsay. Like, I think that she, I'll, I, like, I was describing the Dean Martin show to her years ago uh, last year, <laughs> and she was like, "This was real," and I was like, "Yes," and it was amazing. <laughs> So, but you have to spend like a certain amount of time being like, okay, so Dean Martin was a performer in the 40s and 50s. Uh, then he had a TV show. He was a crooner. He was kind of a fun, silly drunk. And then you got to explain all that. But it's the same with the rich little Christmas where I was like, he was an impersonator. He was well known and generally had good feelings towards. <laughs> rich little tickets at the Tropicana, Mark. Oh, yes. General admission. Okay. VIP booth. VIP table, sorry. $49.95. Okay. VIP booth, $59.95. And the Golden Circle, whatever the hell that is, $59.95. The Kingsman. The Kingsman Kingsman sequel, The Golden Circle. Uh, Sundays through Wednesdays at 7 p.m. at uh, the Trop. So uh, you can can do other things Uh, later that night. I'll do the $30 one. Okay, we're gonna go, right? Yes, let's go to Vegas. You know we how should, much? Do you think? You know how much I love Vegas. What if we went to Vegas? Now hold on a second. Okay. What if we went to Vegas, and we went and we just we we saw Rich Little, and then we were able to talk to him afterwards, and all we did was talk about Rich Little's Robin Hood. Uh, that would be amazing. So we could do that. 
I, Andrew, I saw when I was researching this movie, I saw that there was a VHS copy of this that you could buy and mm-hmm. like pop into the VCR whenever you want. And I was like, why would you ever do that? <laughs> like, well, this yeah. is bad. What if you really liked it? Nobody. How could anybody? There like is this? somebody out there that saw Listeners. this either in Canada or on HBO. Call and they in. said. I saw it on IMDb. You, People were like, "Don't, don't mind the reviews." This I saw is a classic. that. Rich Little wrote that. No, it was ten no, stars. No, that no. is that is not. A, He's too busy I performing at the Tropicana. I do not, for one second, believe that that uh, IMDb review was written in earnest. All right, what if we we? All right, here's the deal. We, you know, we don't have anything coming up. We do an on location in Vegas. We try and talk to Rich Little about Rich Little's Robin Hood. We try to get him on the show. We try and get him on the show. And then afterwards, uh, you know, we can go to, maybe we can go to HK. Yeah. <laughs> we can go to the Hell's Kitchen restaurant. Yeah. Maybe. Get then, upsold on the like. Uh, with a signed photo. A signed of, photo. Of, of the Gordon pr- Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, we go to America in the, uh, the bottom of the MGM Grand. Yes. And then, you know. Have some burgers, have a couple laughs. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, great. Lose about six hundred dollars at uh five dollar um what what is it that I usually play blackjack um, blackjack five, yeah five dollar blackjack yes. hell yes and we only have to be there for like forty eight hours yeah that's all all right all right all right this is gonna be fun if it's for the show then I will do it we will we're going to record on location it's gonna be great we'll pick a Vegas themed movie to talk about and because we're in the hotel room. You know that'll it'll be quieter. You know here, yeah, because you won't hear people uh, doing drag races outside your apartment. You'll hear more people screaming and crying about losing because obviously we'll be staying at the at terrible, terrible. Yeah, Yeah. okay. That guy, that guy that threw up, threw up in the potted plant. That's still one of my favorite things that I've ever seen. What a wonderful time, Mark. That's going to do it for this episode of TV Movie Night. But we continue to move on our hysterical. It was supposed to be funny. Movie marathon here in the month of January. And for next time, we will be watching this classic from 1974 entitled Roll, Freddy Roll. Morning, morning. Hey, I don't have to look at that to know you. You're kidding. Since when? Last night on the news. I said to the wife, hey, that guy on skates works at our place. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, well thanks. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Sure yeah. thing. Hope you don't break your neck. Wow. That's where, that's where, that's right, where, Mark. Where did you find that? That's right, Mark. Tim Conway stars as a man who is trying to beat the Guinness World Record for having roller skates on his feet. <laughs> it is called Roll Freddy Roll. Uh-huh. And uh, be excited for that next time. Yeah, that's going to be a winner. <laughs> If you would like to uh, email us uh, Las Vegas recommendations while we go and hunt down Rich Little to or, talk about or why he didn't go with James Mason over Perry Mason. Yeah. Or if you're the one person on the planet that likes that, that thing. R- that this is one of your most favorite things. Why don't you email us at tvmovienightpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tvmovienight. You can listen to us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a review there. You could leave a review for Rich Little's Robin Hood at iTunes as well if you'd really like. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more at 
soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. Mark, is there anything else that you would like to add to this hysterical goof, goof em up that we call TV movie night? Uh, Andrew, uh, uh, anybody, listeners who uh, who stayed to the very end of this episode, uh, I have a special treat for you. Oh. We have a special guest coming in right now. That's right. President Barack Obama. Oh, oh no. Oh, uh, yep. Okay. Uh, M- Mr. President, uh, what, a, what a treat it is to see you here on TV Movie Night. Yep. Okay. <laughs> a man of few words. Uh uh, well, well, what do you think about 2020? Uh, I love that Barbara Walter. Okay, all right. Just cut, cut his mic. Cut, cut his mic. <laughs>